Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, good to have you with us as always. Hello again, Gina. And it's also great to have with us our friend, Father Thomas Daly. Father Daly is the John Cardinal Foley Chair of Homiletics and Social Communications at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. Father, welcome as always. Thanks, Gina. Happy to be here. So, Father, we're in the thick of what you could call vocation season with ordinations, and weddings taking place throughout the Archdiocese. And we're also celebrating graduations galore. So right now, a lot of folks are either entering into a new state of life or thinking about which direction they want to take. And given the fact that a lot of youth are holding off on both religious life and marriage, my question to you would be, how on earth does someone discern their vocation? Well, that's that's a tough question. That's a tough choice. But obviously, in terms of choosing your path in life, it's a critically important one. We talk a lot about discernment, which is really the process or action of trying to figure out what God wants you to do with life. Well, and that just raises another issue right there. We talk about vocation, but the world kind of understands that word in one sense, and we as Catholics and Christians understand it in another sense. Could you sort of discern between the two? (laughs) Sure. I mean, typically the world's use of the word vocation is an inclination, or we might say an avocation. What am I leaning towards? What am I inclined to do? What am I good at? What kind of career interests me? In a religious sense, however, a spiritual sense, we refer to vocation as a calling in life. Not just a priestly or religious calling, but the idea is what does God call me to be, which puts the emphasis where it should be, namely on God's plan for us, not just my personal interest. My wife at one point was a vocational trainer, so her job was to teach people how to have new job skills. And so I had spent time in St. Charles Seminary myself as a seminarian, and so our two takes on vocation were very interesting because that word really stems from the Latin to call. So the one responding to a vocation is responding to a call from God. Could you talk a little bit about this Ignatian sense, the sense of St. Ignatius of Loyola, of this discernment of spirits Mm -hmm. and how you kind of discern where God is calling you by how you feel about certain things. Sure. It's a more complex process than I'm going to make it sound like, but basically it's an imagining or a picturing myself in these various possibilities. And what does that do to me? If I picture myself as a, I don't know, a banker, I worked in a bank for a little while until they fired me. (laughs) I could not picture myself doing that. It just didn't suit me. Can I picture myself married? Can I picture myself as a priest or in a consecrated life or whatever the particular end result is? Picturing that and then coming to sense whether or not I'm at peace with that, whether or not that prospect really makes me happy. It's that interior sense that is the discerning part. So it's not the scroll from the sky, but more a series of still small voices, would you say, with you engaging your imagination 
to see if, is that it, is that it, is that not it? Well, it's certainly the voice of the spirit within me. It's not necessarily a small one, and it does interact with and engage other voices. The priest who inquires of a young man, did you ever think about being a priest? That's a natural voice that also calls forth our spiritual voice within us. So it's an attentiveness to what God wants me to do. And if it's coming from God, correct me if I'm wrong, there should be a sense of peace exactly. with, with that direction. In a sense, that is the telltale sign in Ignatian discernment that I am at peace with this, not simply in a, okay, I'll do this, sort of resignation kind of way, but it really fills me with a sense of this is right, this is where I should be. What does discernment look like in the digital age? Is there just too much noise for people to hear Not necessarily. The digital age provides us with a ton of information, which is necessary in the process of discernment. I have to know what I'm thinking about and know about it. But on the other hand, of course, the final decision making is something that I do in the quiet of my conversation with God. So it can be a help. But again, I think the real key is what is the voice of the Holy Spirit leading me toward? I would think that digital media today would be a great impetus toward what you mentioned before. A priest mentions to a young man, and I think you'd make a good priest. Kind of planting that seed in there with the avalanche of information that we have and the proliferation of voices in the digital media, if some of those voices were in a culture of vocation to invite people to consider this or consider that, whether it's religious life or not, I would think that would help. Absolutely. And because that's the mechanism by which we get pretty much all of our information nowadays, especially for young people, this is where they're going to hear about this kind of life. And it's where they can learn about this kind of life. It's where they can encounter seminarians, for instance. The blog from St. Charles Seminary is done entirely by seminarians. And so a young person considering that could see what that life is like and the reality of it, the normalcy of it, if you want to call it that, but that these are real. These are real people. It's not just a concept I'm thinking about. So Google becomes our vocations director. Well, it becomes a brochure. I'm not sure it's the director. (laughs) From digital networks to human networks, Mm -hmm. right? When we speak of creating that culture of vocations that Matt had mentioned, I know from my interviews with Father Frank Berna of LaSalle University on marriage that preparation for marriage really begins in childhood. So at what age do we introduce to children or youth the idea that religious life, consecrated life, priesthood, that these are options for them. I don't know that you have to specifically introduce it. I think that the cultural sense of it is that is part and parcel of my life. That's the celebration of Mass, the attending of Mass, the seeing what's going on, the perhaps getting involved in it in some way. It doesn't have to be an explicit instruction that this is one thing you should consider. But when it's part of the regular rhythms of my life, then it's almost naturally an option. At a time when it could seem maybe natural for for a young man to say, well, all that I've heard about the scandals, the mm-hmm. crisis in the Catholic Church, I don't really want any part of that. Mm-hmm. Or there's something attractive about it, but this is holding me back. Or say a young woman, there's something attractive about this ministry, but all the nuns I've ever seen are very old women. There's, there's something attractive, but I want to hold back. From your discussions with young men and women, what gives you hope in terms of the vocational outlook for the church? Well, the first thing that gives me hope is that they're still considering it, despite all of that stuff. 
stuff going on around. The important thing that I would tell them is that all of that is to be taken into account in a natural sense, in the human sense of things. But ultimately, the key to discernment is deciding what God wants me to do. The process of discernment can go on forever if all I'm thinking about is what to do on a human level. And whether this is an obstacle, whether this is a possibility, whether these things help or hinder that. The ultimate decision, very simply, is is this what God wants me to do? And if it is, then go for it because God's not going to lead us the wrong way. And you shouldn't second guess yourself too much with that, right? That There comes a point when you say, yes, I know this is what God wants me to do. I may not have all the answers now. And that's the biggest difficulty I've always encountered in young people is that they can't make that decision. I remind young people who are considering a priestly or religious vocation that it's the same as marriage. How do I know that it's this person for the rest of my life? And my answer is you don't and you never will. But you decide that it's this person for the rest of your life. It's the same with a religious vocation. How do I know this is what God wants? You just know, but it's not the knowledge piece. It's the deciding piece. And as somebody said to me long ago, if God really wants you to do something else, he'll make that known more strongly than what you've decided. So the seminary becomes the place where that decision is confirmed or not. I think a lot of young men, especially talking about the seminary, think that if I decide to enter the seminary, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to be a priest. That's not the point. The point is to decide that this is where I think God wants me to go and what God wants me to be, and then take the time to affirm that, confirm that, or not. This is a safe place in which they can explore this vocation. Absolutely. And it's a place where they explore it with folks who are very adept at guiding them, and they explore it with others who are doing the same, which makes it that more comfortable place. And this idea of discernment can apply to any state in life, right? The discernment of spirits is the discernment of the spirit of God at work in me. Whatever the outcome of that is, or whatever the focus of that is, we practice discernment all the time. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Indeed. Father Thomas Daly, thank you so much. Always good to have you in the studio. We hope you'll come back again soon. I certainly will. Thanks. God bless. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. Transforming lives. That's what the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Philadelphia is all about. Called to service by our Catholic values, we work directly with our neighbors in need to help with the most basic necessities. Our lives are transformed, as are hopefully those we serve. Visit svdp-phila.info to see how you can join with us to help. That's svdp-phila.info. This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com.